Welcome to Success Fundamentals. I'm your host, Dennis Postema, and today we have a very special guest, Wes Watson from Watson Fit. He's an international bestseller. His YouTube channel, GP Penitentiary Life, has over 75 million views. Wes, welcome to the show. Yeah, I love to be here. This is what I love the most, is talking about success and what it really means, That's the true definition. Absolutely. And, and you are Mr. Fundamentals. So let's talk about that. What, what is success to Wes Watson? To me, success has always been the man, the man that you're creating. Everyone talks about it's about the journey, not the destination. So throughout your life, you're always seeing what you could be at your highest potential. And for me, success has been to create the man I always admired with the intention of giving that man to the world. It's, it's all about self-actualization sure. and then finally hitting the pinnacle, which is self-transcendence. So self-actualization is realizing your potential at the highest level, that calling from within that you could always have more if you just be more. And then once you've attained that, which we have, then it's your obligation to transcend self and teach others. So many successful people suffer from this. They don't have an outlet, Dennis. There's no outlet. So they have all this wisdom, all this knowledge, all this potential trapped in them, and they're not speaking it to people. You see them, they're on the elevator, sure. and they have the, the Rolex or the paddock or the Millie on the wrist, and you know they're going, they're very successful, and they're, but they're not sharing anything they've done today. They, they withhold because they don't want you to know their success. People think that's humble. I think it's an asshole move. Yeah. I like people that are more upfront and they're more like Grant Cardone, like myself, like the individuals who put themselves out there and their life. And they say, do you want to know how I did it? They want to share. That's what I feel is the man who's actually dropped his ego. He's not protecting himself. That's awesome. Yeah. And you do share. You're so transparent, authentic and real. I love that about you because that's if anybody wants to, to find out how to do it, you share that 100 percent. What would you say? What would you say the number one success fundamental or the top, your top three for somebody who's wanting to get, get after, be a success either um, for their body, for bodybuilding or for business? What do you think? Because I mean, they really run together and that's where most people fall short, I think. Selflessness. I mean, really live, really creating a successful life, a successful physique, really making yourself and your life attractive in every way to then guide other people to level up with you. Because my belief truly is that we all really just want to be valuable to others. Yeah. Like it's not really, I have the money, I have the success, I have the physique, but every day I crave something and it's being valuable to others, knowing I'm valuable, yeah. knowing that I'm, I'm an asset. So many people don't realize success is truly about whether you infect or affect those around you. And a lot of people are just infecting people with their negativity. And we've made our life to inspire and um, affect people with our positive actions, habits in the days we live. I mean, so really to me, how people leave your presence once they've been around you for an allotted amount of time is how you determine your level of success. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. That's, and one thing that you really reminded me of you're getting ready for our interviews, Wes, is gratitude. I, I had so much gratitude from the fact that now, because after having surgery and major surgery and being off for a few months, I had so much gratitude that I could actually go out and work out 
that I was able to work out and be able to actually go lift. And that to me, that was, uh, that's just, I think people will surpass that. How many people don't actually work out and they could, you know, you should oh, yeah, see that as a pleasure. Gratitude is action. You can't say, you can't wake up in the morning and say, I'm just grateful I'm healthy. If you're not working on staying healthy. I mean, gratitude is action. Everyone knows action speaks louder than words, but everybody's just saying shit. They're saying they're grateful. Like I want to look at your life and the results you have in life and know that you're grateful because you're not wasting not one second where I come from in the penitentiary where I did 10 years straight. I did 10 years straight in the California prison system, CDC. And I sat there just the whole time, not even wasting a second. I was always doing something that was bettering myself, even in that place. And what people don't realize is energy spent on stuff that isn't purpose-driven, energy spent on anything that's not part of your purpose is just derailing yourself from the energy you could put into your purpose. So I created a system daily that leveled me up in every way because you can never be okay with where you're at if you wish to aspire to be more. So, I mean, I'm always forcing myself to do what's difficult in order to stay grateful, stay humble, in order to prepare myself for life because life is coming. Life is going to come try to derail you. And the proof of how grateful you are is on those bad days. Yes. And I've had plenty of them. I had 3,000 plus days locked up where I was arguably more grateful sometimes than sitting in this penthouse, the nicest penthouse condo on the Bay in San Diego. And with millions of my accounts, every exotic luxury car that most people would dream of downstairs, beautiful wife, my son's amazing. My life is amazing. My job, my, I've had arguably more grateful days in prison than out here because people start to get distracted out here. There's right. no distractions in prison. And if they are, you're choosing to partake in them. You have to go out of your way. Yeah. You really are just focused on working on yourself and staying grateful. And when you choose gratitude in a negative environment, what it does is actually makes you more grateful. I mean, what people don't realize is desiring a more positive experience is actually a negative experience. And accepting a negative experience and making it a positive is the most positive experience. So I had 10 years of having to accept a negative event, but making it positive. <clears throat> Out here, you have 99 things going your way. Right. And there's one not going your way. Some people, it's their physique. Some people, it's their vices. Some people, it's their finances. But one thing's not going your way, but everything else is. Like right. everything. In prison, nothing is going your way. Right. But you have your ability, your health, your mindset your internal state. That's all you have. So if you want a solution to this real world, the streets, what we call it in prison, or this, our sensory world, which Steiner referred to, um, then you would have to get in. You would, if you want a solution to this world, then you would have to get it from someone who didn't exist in this world, because in all reality, you can't find the solution to a problem in the same mindset it was created. And you guys have lived in this world of comfort where the comfort is actually killing you and deterring you from what you could be. And it takes, it's truly going to take someone to force you to operate at a higher potential because we never operate at our potential. We operate at the level people expect of us. So yeah. like you were saying is um, 
gratitude's lost out here because people aren't expecting you to be grateful. People out here are accept are they're okay with you doing less. They're okay with you having moods. Like I routinely get in arguments with my wife because she'll just be in a mood and I'll be like, that's nothing to be in a mood about. But to her, it is. That's her perception. And yeah. most people, like it's true to them that if something happens, they're supposed to be mad about it. And I just don't have that because I come from a place where we had nothing. Yeah. This is all a plus now. That's awesome. That's that's very good perspective. That's Let me ask you from the leadership perspective, because I see you as a very good leader, Wes. How does that carry over to you being a good leader for your son? I mean, we lead from the front. And, and I mean, the way I feel a father should be is the man he always needed. Yeah. The man he always needed. That's the most powerful part. So look at if you knew pain from being overweight your whole life, well, then you better learn your macronutrients and make sure your son doesn't get overweight or you didn't break the cycle. If you had pain from the first of the month and always running out of money before you run out of money before the days ran out. So, I mean, you have to solve that. Like these are actually gifts, these problems, yeah. like being overweight was a gift for you to learn and pass that wisdom on. Having no money was a gift for you to learn and then solve and then pass that wisdom on. Men, fathers, we're all supposed to heal the pain we know inside and then teach others to do the same. So if it was your alcohol or your vices, if it was being overweight, if it was financial pain, if, if it was just always being in such a negative place mentally, you have to solve these things and pass on the answers. It's not that we're supposed to give our kids everything we never had. We're supposed to teach them everything we never knew. And then, but everything we never knew is supposed to get us everything we never had. That's what people right. don't get. Everyone thinks detachment means not owning anything. Detachment means not letting anything own you. So if anyone is down on you about possessions or money or anything like that, or they use that one phrase. I love that phrase from a dumbass motherfucker. When they say, why all the cars and stuff and all this, Wes, why the money? You can't take it with you. I'm like, what? I have dependents, don't you? Are you going to leave them anything? Like, what do you mean you can't take it with you? Yeah. No shit. We're leaving it for our family, bro. Building the legacy, right? That quote. It always freaked me out that someone could say that quote and not realize how fucking selfish they were. Yeah, that's exactly right. Your legacy building. That's funny. My my magazine that was just out two months ago when I was in the hospital was about legacy building and succession building. That's why, why don't you get it? How are yeah. you going to say that quote? You've yeah. just outed yourself as a very selfish, self-centered person who's yeah. not worried about leaving anything behind. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah, I'd that. rather not work that hard because I can't take it with me anyways. Me, me, me. Like, yeah. I just don't even understand that. That when songs have that quote or someone says it, I just cringe so bad. I think it. I think it's a trigger point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Well, let me ask you this, Wes, because you're extremely confident and, and very hardcore, but you're extremely humble and intact with your emotions. How do you how do you find that balance? Oh, dude, I, I had to find it. Yeah. I mean, I needed to heal myself while I was in prison. And if, if you're not feeling the emotions, you're not healing. If you're not feeling, you're not healing. Yeah. So I actually had a process that I knew was very valuable. And in prison, I still do it out here. In prison, I would play songs in the morning before everybody was up. First thing, right when I woke up, I would play the songs that brought up the memories that were too painful for me to take. So 
missing my family, missing my dogs, missing life, missing the world, missing the beach, everything that was taken from me. I would play the songs that triggered memories that were so painful. I would just waterworks, just flood of tears coming down my face. But to me, those tears were power. Those tears were messengers. Those tears were healing me. They were just really washing away everything that I thought I needed and, and strengthening me at the same time. I would go into workouts with that emotional motivation, that same emotional motivation that has a mother lift a car off her son. When she had the 10 pound dumbbells yesterday, talking about this is heavy and this hurts. But when that car was trapped on her son or the door was wedged and it was life or death, she ripped the thing off the fucking hinges. That shit makes me like get emotional right when I think about a woman being that powerful for her love for her children. And I mean, that's what did it for me. Yeah. I found it, the answer right there. I was going to live every moment in prison, creating the man that my future family needed. So if I was being a bitch with negative energy and uh, irrational, emotional behavior, even in prison, a hard place to not be that way, I would witness it. And I would expel it. And how would I do that? With physical exercise, with understanding, with having a strong mental witness and a large level of awareness to these internal states, predicting them and learning to be actually proactive to these states instead of reactive. You don't wait till the negative internal state starts and then be reactive. It's usually too late. So I'm proactive with my program and geniuses are proactive. You always have forethought and everybody has their genius. Don't let that word miscue you that you don't have genius in you. Everyone has genius in them. And it's everything that no one else can see is your genius. So your imagination, everything that is belief driven. So my imagination was my genius. It was my emotional motivation. It was me visualizing my future family, every push-up, every burpee, every tear, every time the door locked and never opened every hungry night spent getting more ripped so I could just come out and be this man that created this man to then gift it to a woman. And I was creating this man to then gift him to my wife. Now, Valerie, I, I didn't know I was creating him for exactly her. I was just creating it yeah. so that I would attract someone. And we met and I knew that my life was meant for me to create this individual to then give to her and then watching her now pursue fitness, drop vices, become an entrepreneur. You'll see that you lift them up in the ways you lifted yourself. So leading from the front, yeah. actually being what is going to truly change people's lives the most in the most authentic way. And what people don't really realize is that different is better than better. Everyone's yeah. trying to do it better. Like I'm going to do a better fitness page than that fitness person. No, no, no. Difference better and better. And you're different. And that's your superpower. Yeah. Showcase you, your life, your story. This is how we actually connect because what's most personal is most general. We're all going through the same shit. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's wow. That's, that's awesome. That's what would you, what would you, let me ask you a profound question, maybe. Maybe a profound question. If What would one sentence, if you would give your 20-year-old self one sentence, could tell you, go back in time and give your 20-year-old self one sentence, what would it be? 
it would just to like be everything that you felt people weren't for you. Everything that everyone wasn't for you be. Yeah. And like, I ended up just finding the answers on my own. Yeah. Like I was overweight at like 12 to 14 and that shit hurt. That shit was more painful than going to going to prison for 10 years, going to high school, having to wear the same shorty skateboard shirt and like picking it out of my fat and shit. And like trying to like, not look like I had little tits and shit. Like it was so painful, bro. Like that's where trauma starts. You assholes send your kids to school like fat and chunky. But when the other kids are like tan and six packs and you're telling them it's okay, it's not okay. It's, you chose to feed your kid that way, you piece of shit. Right. They're not genetically predisposed to having that body. You fed them Carl's Jr. and Taco Bell because you were lazy. Yeah. You weren't smart enough to understand fats, proteins, and carbs and how they played on the body from, let's say, eight years old to 14. If you would have fed them, like, if you, if you would have started at, like, safe age, seven to, like, 14, and gave your kids the correct understanding of macros, they would not be drastically overweight and know the pain I knew. So I had to learn that. And then I'm not going to let that be overlooked in my life to where my wife knows her macros. Now she knows if she's fucking up. And when she knows she wants to look better, she knows that her protein has to be X amount, her carbs have to be X amount, her fat has to be X amount. This isn't a guessing game. And I'm routinely shocked about how many seven, eight, nine figure individuals don't know their macros. Like, you know, everything in your business, everything in your account, and you don't know what's on your plate and how it's affecting you. Why? Yeah, <laughs> you're hundred percent right. That's exactly right. And just so many things that, and then my drug use and, and alcohol and thinking that that was cool. I mean, I've watched Disney movies. I think I was watching Thor and after like a, a Marvel movie and after like a long day, Thor was having a beer, you know, like what the fuck? They've instilled this in us that like after a long day of saving the world, even Thor has a beer. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and construction men after work, they need a beer, you know? It's like, you guys all look like shit. Yeah. Like, you think yeah. you're this big ass, badass construction dude and you got tits, homeboy. <laughs> like I never saw a badass dude with titties. I'm sorry. <laughs> like men are real men that are real examples are falling off they're just they're disappearing by the moment yeah i i agree and that's what your community creates yeah removing that and then now working our way to the financial once our habits are in line the way we work out the way we eat our vices are gone now we're not in our way anymore now we can put all our energy into actually curing our financial state we can become entrepreneurs build a business we're going to be able to follow any blueprint because we follow the hardest blueprints, which is controlling what we ingest. Like there's a lot of millionaires. There's a, there's 47 million millionaires in the world, something like that. How many people are actually set single digit body fat in the world? Way less. So, I mean, by choice. Yeah. And I mean, that's because we have very little ability to build strength to restraining ourselves. So we're weak. And we, and if we're weak, we can't follow a blueprint that takes a lot of commitment. So once we've mastered ourselves, I could slap down any blueprint in front of a man who's mastered himself at a high level. And I'm like, oh, this is all I got to do. Perfect. I'll do it. And he gets it done. 
because of that discipline and those habits that you're putting in force that are making you become the man that you become are now that sets the tone for any blueprint. It really does. It doesn't matter. Oh, Hey Wes, um, we're going to start you right now. You're going to be a NASA astronaut in four years, but you have to do all this. I can obviously do it. There's probably nothing on this planet that everybody follows me believes I couldn't do. If it was like, we're going to throw this in front of you. You have eight years. You have to be a brain surgeon. Like I could do it because I'm just not going to not do it. Everyone's excusing themselves from shit and not calling an excuse. They're like, no, it's, not an excuse. I had to pick my kids up. <laughs> you had something planned today and you didn't do it. It's an, you excused yourself. That's an excuse, bro. Yeah. They're just all, no, but like life got in the way. That's the beauty of it. Some of us don't let life get in the way of our goals. We yeah. make our goals our life. Do you get that? And they're like, but I had to pick my kids up. I got up earlier and did it in the morning. Yeah. Oh, well, I won't get enough sleep. Have a good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Arnold said, sleep faster. <laughs> yeah. I feel I better it. when I sleep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you being on Success Fundamentals today, Wes. I truly appreciate you as a man and what you do. Um, I, I couldn't be show more gratitude for you being on the show. Oh man, I, even the DM you sent me this morning, I know I said it earlier, but that meant a lot because it just showed you were up and grinding. And I know that feeling yeah. when you're like, oh shit, I'm embarking on something that's going to be beautiful. The strengthening of my soul. Like that's what people don't get. They don't want their mind and body to fail. So they never meet themselves. Right. The second you hit a wall mentally and physically and the pain is paramount, that's when your spirit takes over. And your spirit is unbreakable it's indomitable it just it can't be stopped like so let your mind and body fail more and then selflessly operate from the spirit and see how much gas you still got in the tank i do it every day i go until i cannot do any more and i say no i'm doing more and then when i do more i realize i had so much in the tank it was crazy it's amazing when you push yourself to those extra levels the extra level is how you unlock everything because stress management is truly the key to the ceiling to your potential If you say you're tapped and that's all you can do, that is all you can do. But I love it, Dennis. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Wes. I appreciate you, man. Have a great day, bro. You too. All right. Bye.